With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 383 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. I am, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchow back on the line here with you. As we, of course, we tonight here we talk about our favorite subject of all time, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, also we'll be definitely getting it started here first off with our wrestling news and views segment which will be, of course, brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here this evening by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, who is, of course, the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> also bringing us our resident history and birthdays here this evening on our chat box here tonight, of course, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, uh, also part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, of course, every Monday right here on Talk Show, it is the one and the only human suplex machine, John Gross. Before we go through everything here this evening, let's go ahead and bring J.D. and John on in, and what will be a, a explosive and dynamic, as always, episode 383 of, of course, the Mothership the One, the, sh- the show that started it all, Revolution. And there you go, J.D. J.D., are you still with us? Good to be here. Uh, thank you very much there, bud. Uh, and, of course, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed here coming back here this evening from, uh, of course, a group we haven't visited that much here for quite some time, but uh, we're making another swing by here this evening. Here's WCWUS Interview Corner where you'll find a bunch of uh, old interviews from the past and present. You know, uh, of course, as uh, wrestlers being interviewed by the likes of everybody from WWE itself to, of course, the mainstream, like from Arsenio Hall, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, 
you name it and all. Uh, Russ was coming on and talking about wrestling and other points of interest as well. And you can catch all that, plus, like I said, our episode here tonight for Revol- for our live video tonight for episode 383 of Revolution, where you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Wrestling Talk. And also, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be able to probably comment on the fact that I am wearing a replica championship belt around my neck. So that might be pretty darn interesting there, too. So definitely catch that video out. Like I said, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Wrestling Talk. And if you want to join us here, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, for everything here this evening, which, of course, will include uh, wrestling news and views, our history and birthdays. Also, of course, our thoughts and opinions on what took place last night on SmackDown. Uh, you can check us out, like I said, through the live video feed on the interview corner page, or, of course, our, our original method through TalkShoe.com. It is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And... <clears throat> And, of course, please chime in if you want to talk about anything and mention uh, any thoughts and comments or opinions about everything, anything and everything that we talk about here this evening on Revolution 383. Let's go ahead and uh, get things rolling, rocking and rolling with our Wrestling News Abuse here segment. And get us all cracking here, of course, from King Ice, who is the Iceman himself, Jared D. Geralmo. J.D., what's going on in the Wrestling News scene tonight? Monday's WWE Raw television show averaged 2.932 million viewers, according to showbuzzdaily.com. The viewership was down from 3.30 from last week. Considering the fact they went up against College Football 2 on Monday night, they had a 5.13 million viewers for the night. It will probably get tougher next week with the annual doubleheader coming up this Monday with Sandy, I almost said San Diego, I meant to say Los Angeles, taking on Denver in Denver at 10.30 p.m. this coming Monday night, with the first game being New Orleans and Minnesota, the home of this year's Super Bowl in Minnesota at 6.55 or 7 p.m. this Monday night. The first hour of Raw averaged 3.06 million viewers. Hour 2 drew 2.978 million viewers, and the final hour of the show averaged 2.75 million viewers if you will. We do not have the actual number itself, however, as far as overall rating goes, but we will keep up to date with this story. As reported earlier tonight, however, apparently GFW, however, was in a little bit of trouble, we understand, however, as they were reportedly hemorrhaging funds, however, according to a story posted by Justin Barrasso. The story also stated that the parent company, Anthem Sports Entertainment, is looking to sell the company, however. And you can read more of the story, however, however, like I said, basically in, on SI.com, however, mind you. But, of course, Jeff Jarrett earlier this week said he was taking a leave of absence, however, with the company. Now reports are saying, however, according to a new development we just heard right before we came on the air here tonight, that I guess a new contract was put in place, however, and a new agreement with Pop TV has been discussed, however. In fact, however... It says here, Global Force, the subsidiary of Anthem Sports Entertainment, announced a numerous global digital expansion initiatives, including the following. Plans to launch the Global Wrestling Network, a multi-platform digital service designed to give fans around the world instant 24-hour access to the extensive GFW and Impact libraries. Plans to launch the Impact Wrestling Channel on Pluto TV, a 24-hour live feed of content on the leading free over-the-top OTT television series in the U.S. An extension with Pop TV in the U.S. to continuing airing its flagship weekly show, Impact, on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A distribution deal with Seven Sports, the sports business unit of the Pro Sibian, S-I-E-B-E-N, 
at SAT dot one group to bring back impact to screens in Germany and Austria and Switzerland by via Rand fighting. Uh, let's see. So it will be a fit with part of the Rand fighting black pass for three ninety nine per month at randfighting.de across Germany, Austria, and Switzerland starting next week. Or actually later this week, on Friday, which will include a simulcast of Impact on Rand Fighting's 24-7 web channel, plus VOD access to episodes of Impact and one-night-only specials. The service will also give customers the opportunity to purchase GFW's premium annual pay-per-view events, including Bound for Glory and Slammiversary. Uh, Ed Nordholm, however, I think this, that's the name. Let me see here. I just, yeah, Ed Norholm said the following, the president of GFW today. These digital initiatives and broadcast agreements are a significant step forward for the global force wrestling organizations who continue to expand the brand globally, making it available on more platforms and in more countries. Anthem is committed to broadening GFW's footprint as we work alongside international broadcast partners, digital platforms, and professional wrestling promotions to bring our passionate fans a high-quality product that not only stands out in today's media landscape, but continues to thrive into the future. Uh... He did say something else, too. Here, I'm trying to get that story. Um, uh, he said the deal was pro... I know he said something about the uh, pro Sibian deal, however. I'm going to try to get that up here in a second. Uh, but also, we can report how, as of tonight, Total Bellas is returning to the E-Network tonight, and it just got underway a short time ago on the E-Network. Speaking of the Bellas, however, Nikki Bell was announced early this morning, however... On G Good Morning America, however, that she will be a member of the new cast of Dancing with the Stars when it begins on the 18th hour, two weeks from this coming next Monday, however. Of course, among the superstars that will be competing with her include the following, however. I just saw it too, so bear with me, folks, however. I do know that Terrell Owens, former NFL superstar, is one of the people that will be uh, competing with Nikki in the contest. Let's see here. I just saw it here. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on, I'm trying to get this here, folks. Uh, I had a shoot. I, I just had a shoot. Sorry, folks, I'm just trying to get all this done here. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Who are the new members? Uh, like I said, how are... Um, new. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. I just had it. Darn it. Well, why don't you just, why don't we go to John for birthdays and dates? I'll come back with a couple of those uh, things here in just a few minutes. Okay, all right, we'll come out with some more news here from J.D. here in just a few moments. I also want to let you know the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, the 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, has made it onto the live video feed at WWS Interview Corner, and welcome uh, to 383 of Revolution. And we'll go ahead and get, we'll go ahead and get the rest of the uh, historian birthdays here going. From our own human surplus machine, John Gross, here for today, September the 6th. 21 years ago today, which would put it at 1996, Jim Ross announces on a special edition of Friday Night Raw that Razor Ramon and Diesel were in talks to return to the WWF. Needless to say, it was confusing for a lot of people as Razor Ramon and Diesel both left a few months earlier asking 
uh, of course, for pay, for big paydays in WCW. Of course, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the men who were Razor and Diesel respectively, were two-thirds of the hottest storyline in wrestling at the time, which was, of course, the NWO. Hall and Nash also said three months earlier on pay-per-view television that they, they explicitly, do not, explicitly do not work with the WWF. At the end of the month, on September 23rd of the same year, 1996, Ross made good on his promise. Razor Ramon and Diesel returned to the WWF but not as Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, because Hall and Nash were still in WCW. Rick Bognar would be play, would play the, the fake Razor Ramon. And Glenn Jacobs, formerly known as Isaac Yankum DDS from 95 through 96, would be put, would be would, would portray Diesel. But the Jim Ross heel turn would bomb terribly. The fake Diesel and Razor Ramon would stay a part of the WWF until four months later. Their last TV appearance was at the 1997 Royal Rumble. I actually just watched this on tape here not too long ago. It was a great Royal Rumble. <coughs> when they both entered the Royal Rumble match. Bogner would never wrestle with WWF ever again, leaving the company after his one-year deal expired in 97. But Jacobs, of course, would be repackaged as Kane, a persona he uses to this very day. Okay, I got uh, real quick uh, just a couple of names from the Dance with the Stars cast, as we said. Nikki Bell's on there, Debbie Gibson, Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey, and Barbara Corcoran, C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N, who is best known for Shark Tank and former Paralympic Olympic athlete Victoria Arlen, as well as actor Frankie Munoz, M-U-N-I-Z, who is, of course, best known for Malcolm in the Middle, as we mentioned, Terrell Owens is just some of the names on this year's new cast, along with TV star Drew Scott from Property Brothers. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much, there, JD. We do appreciate that. Uh, well, <clears throat> 20, years ago, 20 years ago, of course, 1997, in Memphis, Tennessee, the late Stephen Dunn defeated Doomsday to win the USWA Southern Heavyweight title. He was the last man to hold the title as the company would shut down two months later. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2004, on Raw from Wichita Falls, Texas, there was not one but two steel cage matches on the card. First, Triple H took on Eugene in a rematch from the week before, in where Eugene defeated him in a no-DQ match with help from Randy Orton. Triple H defeated Eugene after mercifully busting him open. Later in the show, Randy Orton took on Kane one-on-one in a singles match. Orton delivered a low blow on Kane that got Orton DQ'd, and thus Triple H came out and asked the cage to be raised, with Eric Bischoff announcing that Orton versus Kane would wrestle in a steel cage match. So it was the second cage match of the night. Orton was able to defeat Kane despite interference from Evolution. Uh, John did actually need to bring something up here before that. Fifteen years ago, today we put it in 2002, at a live event show, Brock Lesnar and Triple H went one-on-one and where Brock retained the WWE title over Triple H, but Triple H's world heavyweight title was not on the line. The event was not televised, and it it wouldn't be a decade later that Brock and Triple H would face off on live TV at SummerSlam 2012 and where Brock once again defeated Triple H using a submission hold. Twelve, Twelve years ago today, we put it at 2005, TNA announced that they had signed Gail Kim after a two-year run with the WWE 
and winning the WWE Women's title in her live debut. She was a manager for Jeff Jarrett and America's Most Wanted, and when the Knockouts division was born in 2007, she wrestled and won a 10-woman gauntlet battle royal to become the first-ever TNA Knockouts champion. That same night, WWE taped the first Friday night SmackDown from the Gwinnett Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Three of the four SmackDown titles were contested on the show, but people did not get to see the show that Friday due to a benefit concert for victims of Hurricane Katrina, airing in most markets. Consequently, the show did a 1.9 rating, the lowest in the show's history at the time for the record. The record low for any show was a 0.46 in New Year's, on New Year's Eve 2015 and 0.55 for non-holiday shows on December 10, 2015. The show stayed a decade on Friday across three different networks before moving back to Thursday last year, then to Tuesday in July, of, also in July of last year, when WWE, WWE did the second brand split again. This would be the final time Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio would ever wrestle. Eddie Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio in a steel cage match. Chris Benoit defeated Orlando Jordan in under 22 seconds to retain the U.S. title, and it would be the first time since 2001 that the World Heavyweight title was defended on SmackDown as Batista battled JBL for the World Heavyweight title. The last time the World Heavyweight title was defended on SmackDown was in 01 when The Rock battled Booker T for the World Heavyweight title. I think it was WCW title at the time. Uh, let's see. The Batista-JBL match was a Texas Bull Road match with Batista retaining the World Heavyweight title over JBL. Seven years ago today, put it in 2010, at an impact taping at Universal Orlando, Jay Lethal defeated Doug Williams to win the TNA X Division title for the fourth time. Yeah. Uh, six years ago, they put it in 2011, uh, Shigiri Akinani, best known to wrestling fans as Little Tokyo, died of a heart attack in St. Joseph, Missouri at the age of 70. And here is a little bit of history on Little Tokyo. Born July 5, 1941 in Tokyo, Japan, he wrestled under his real name in the early 1970s. He met fellow midget wrestler Eric uh, Tuzzy, who was also who was known as Lord Littlebrook, the meeting led to Akin, Akban coming to the United States, where he was Little Tokyo, playing off of his Japanese heritage and martial arts background. He won the NWA World Midgets Championship three times from 1974 to 1983. He appeared on a number of supercards, including Big Time Wrestling's Christmas Star Wars in 1981. WCCW's Christmas Star Wars in 1982, and AWA Super Clash 85. Most famously, he appeared at WrestleMania 3 in 1987 in a mixed tag match where he and his mentor, Lord Littlebrook, teamed with King Kong Bundy against Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver. Bundy's team was disqualified with Bundy hitting Little Beaver with an elbow drop, leading all the major wrestlers to go after Bundy. His last major bout came at UWF's show in 1994 when he beat the Karate Kid to become the first and only UWF Midget World Champion. Akabani continued to wrestle until his retirement in 1997. He was a fan of the Kansas City Royals and the Chiefs. But he, like I said, sadly, he died of complications from a heart attack at a hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri. Shigiri, who was battling cancer at the time, was scheduled to be released from the hospital that day. 
At the time of his death, he was survived by a daughter and a son. Three years ago today, we put it at 2014. AAA takes the first episode of Lucha Underground from Los Angeles. The show not airing until two months later would be the debut episode of the wrestling telenovela produced by longtime reality show frontman Mark Burnett. That same day, Ring of Honor presented All-Star Stavaganza 6 from the Matani Athletic Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I hope I pronounced that right. That's up there around GPS. Today is a happy 56th birthday to former WWF Women's Champion Wendy Richter. 56. She looks great. And where, of course, you remember she ended at Fabulous Moolah's Fabulous Moolah's longest reigning, longest championship reign in pro wrestling history on July 23, 1984. On MTV's Brawl to end it all, she lost the title to Moolah in February 1985. But would win the belt back at the first WrestleMania. She was managed by Cindy Lauper, and was the most popular superstar in the WWF, not named Hulk Hogan. The popularity didn't translate behind the scenes. She refused to sign a new deal with the WWF due to a pay dispute. In November of '85, she lost the title against the Spider Lady. As a Spider Lady, unmasked. oh, hands on, just letting you know, Chad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Anne's, Anne's going to be on, she said. She, she, she's here. I already mentioned she's okay. online. I got you. Uh, um, let's see. As the Spider Lady, lady um, Mass Spider Lady revealed herself, of course, to be the fabulous Mula. Richter walked out of Madison Square Garden, still in her ring gear, and booked a flight out, never to return to the WWF, and Mula and Richter never spoke to one another again. She won the World Wrestling Council Women's title twice in 1987 and winning the AWA Women's Title in 1988. After retirement, she worked as a real estate agent and earned degrees in physical and occupational therapy. She still expressed grief over her WWE exit and refused to be a part of the WrestleMania 2009 Miss Battle Royal. She spoke fondly of her career during her induction in the the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010 and returned to the WWE ring again in June 2012. In the lead-up to Raw 1000 on her first-ever Monday Night Raw appearance, Richter is also a member of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame as a 2012 inductee. And John said that's all he's got. Actually, the there's a couple more, actually, birthday. Okay, and said he didn't mention, but uh, go, go ahead there, uh, J.D. Low-key, uh, former TNA Global Force wrestler and WWE competitor, is 38. Jillian, I can't see a note worth a damn haul, is 37. And the monster among men, yes, John, your boyfriend, Braun Strowman, 34. Oh, okay, okay. And there was one more, and of course I brought this up earlier on outside the ropes. So I think it might be worth repeating again. I want to bring up one more story here before we before we we, go, we move ahead to uh, move ahead to, of course, our uh, big uh, <clears throat> to our big, uh, like I said, uh, talk about what happened last night on SmackDown. Let me see if I can um, give me a minute. See if I can find it here. Uh, come on. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, maybe I can do it this way. Uh, aha! Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. 
Okay. As I mentioned before, ladies and gentlemen, on outside the ropes here earlier this evening, and of course JD has been made aware of this, and I'm sure John, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, of course we've been talking about WWE 2K18 maybe be coming out next month. Earlier, let's say this, this story, of course, came out today. I do want to thank Larry Zonk. Uh, yes, Larry Zonka for providing that uh, the story here. Earlier today, the complete roster for WWE 2K18 was revealed. According to PW Insider, however, the following wrestlers were not included, which is a some may become DLC at a later date. Did anyone, and I've heard these, like, what is DLC? DLC? Yeah, and I guess they're talking about video games. What is that called? Uh, I am not sure. I will find that out for you. Hold on a second. I'll look it up right now. What yes. is DLC? Yeah, I mean, maybe that might become special. Maybe see maybe the characters or something. Maybe they might. Uh, it's, let's see. It, it's backlight compensation. In video games, you said? In video games, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on. What does DLC mean in video games? Uh... Backlight compensation. Uh, it doesn't say anything what it stands for. I'm looking on Yahoo right now. Okay. Well, we'll look at that later, and we'll and I'm sure a lot of folks will explain what that means. But anyway, here are the superstars that were not the list of wrestlers that were not included in WWE 2K18. Uh, uh, from Monday Night Raw, Elias Sampson and the Hardy Boys were not included. From SmackDown Live, James Ellsworth, Lana. Mike and Maria Canellis, Chelton Benjamin, and the Singh Brothers. From 205 Live, Arian Davari, Drew Gulak, Lance Dorado, Mustafa Ali, and Tony Nese. And, all, and NXT, NXT took like the biggest hit right here of them all. Adam Cole, Alistair Black, Andre Cien Almas, the Street Profits, Bobby Fish, Drew McIntyre, Kyle O'Reilly, Lars Sullivan, Liv Morgan, Heavy Machinery, Ruby Riot, Sonya Deville, Velveteen Dream, and Zelina Vega. These superstars, folks, were not included in WWE 2K18. So I'm sure, like I said, there's uh, somewhere down the line they'll, they'll, they, they may make these they may make these characters available here. And of course, like I said, YouTube has been YouTube has been um, Posting, um, like I said, uh, big time here. <clears throat> uh, videos here that have been hosted by Corey Grace and Renee Young, in which they've had different superstars come on and host it with them. Uh, everybody from Goldust to KO to, uh, let's see, Goldust one week, that KO another week. Uh, Samoa Joe one year, one week, and then they had then this week, uh, the last video they did they they had, brought, had Brizongo, both members of Brizongo. Huh. But uh, but yeah, I've got uh, like I said, everyone of course has the complete. Everybody knows, um, everybody has the um, um, has 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 the like I said the list here. And uh, and like I said, I've been doing, of course, fantasy matchups here, having to do with uh, having to do with 2K18. So, uh, 
there you have it here, folks, with the uh, with with that story right there. But like I said, that's the darn shame that some of those guys, these guys did not get featured in this new game. But maybe somewhere down the road they may decide to, to probably add him in as a special character somewhere down the road. We'll just, we'll just hope they do that here soon. And uh, he was Suplex Machine actually jumped on our live video feed for a short bit. And he actually saw the video here uh, that's playing right now. And, of course, uh, notices that I have a... I have a belt around my neck. Uh, of course, it's a replica championship belt. And, uh, yes, John, thank you very much. I do appreciate that. It is a replica belt, folks. But in case you don't recognize what that belt is, and, of course, this, this would be true and blue to JD's heart right here. It's a replica of the ECW TV title. There you go. I mean, yes. And, see, it's not like a typical replica belt. It's kind of like a, now the, the, the strap is a little flimsy material, but still, um, it's not as heavy on my neck, so it, it's that's why I'm, that's why I can put it around there. If I put it on my shoulder, it wouldn't stay. So there you go. But uh, thank you, John, for the recent history and birthday sir, for today, and JD, thank you very much, there, sir, for providing us with the wrestling news and views. Excuse me, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode three eighty three of the Mothership Broadcast of the U.S. Revolution. Of course, like this is Wednesday, September 6, 2017. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you, alongside, of course, uh, two-thirds of the Raw Radio broadcast team, the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geronimo, a 2015-17 Hall of Famer, and, of course, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, uh, the human suplex machine, John Burroughs. Uh, uh, of course, next up here, and also we have Anne-Marie Rickenbach, the last kicker, uh, another 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, on our live video feed coming from tonight from WWUS Interview Corner. Uh, now it's time, folks, we'll go ahead and see what our guys have to say about last night's edition of SmackDown Live. Uh, I'm sure, JD, you have something you wish to say about it? Oh, yeah, I do. And I'm going to hold off. Oh, interesting. That's once again, I'm going to have a lot to say. And believe me, some of it might not be pretty. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be. That's we, we of course cannot wait to hear. Uh, let's. In the meantime, we'll have go ahead and read what John has to say about SmackDown. All right, John says let's go to SmackDown. John says he loved the confrontation between Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. He is a KO fan, but he took things way too far when he talked about Shane's father, wife, and family, leading to a brawl between these two. So John guesses we're going to probably see a street fight between the. The New Day and Usos in Vegas next week should be pretty interesting. He thinks right now the hottest feud on SmackDown in the tag team division has been the New Day and the Usos. And now John talks about Carmella and the nerd, James Ellsworth. John doesn't know where this is going, but for Carmella dumping Ellsworth like a bad habit, it makes me have a little bit of respect for Carmella. And John said he wouldn't be surprised if Ellsworth takes her back, but John said he does not care. Carmella dumping Ellsworth. Maybe the best thing for her, for her right now, where she can focus on her era. But for but um, but for kissing and slapping him, it does tell me that she's done with him. And John thought to himself, it was going to happen soon. And <clears throat> and uh, anyway, uh, John here also says Daniel made the right call to suspend Chain, but there's no way that Shane could go. And attacked superstars personally. I mean, he attacked AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and Vincent Mann, Vincent Mann didn't do anything about it before WrestleMania. You know, John says on to Dolph Ziggler. John said he's still a fan of the Ziggler's, 
but he's stuck in a moment that he can't get out of. And Josh said he actually quoted a U2 song, which, by the way, they just released their new single, You're the Best Thing About Me, that he really just released it here today. But John says, anyway, Ziggler is trying to be, is Ziggler trying to be like Damian Sandow? Well, not hardly. First, Ziggler acts like he's John Cena, then he acts like he's Randy Savage, with the blonde woman being Miss Elizabeth and all, and then he dresses up as Naomi. What is wrong with Ziggler? He was on top of the world four years ago when he won the World Heavyweight title Money in the Bank, but since that concussion and he's lost it, he's went downhill. And John thought he was going to turn the corner by around the end of 2014, but he had momentum on his side at Survivor Series when he eliminated Luke Harper, Kane, and Seth Rollins to end the authority for good with Sting helping him out. But he's just completely buried himself since he's lost the Intercontinental Championship. It's only a matter of time before he leaves WWE real soon. <clears throat> John says now, talking about Aiden English, that he kind of reminds John of Jillian. Uh, Jillian was still on SmackDown, and, and had she managed him, boy, we well, we would be in a lot of trouble. And he also <laughs> John says he does not like Aiden, but it's obvious Vince wants him to get a big major push. John says, says I don't know, but that could be. John says he was looking forward to seeing Styles versus Dillinger with U.S. US title in Vegas. It's going to be good. Uh, Baron Corbin might have something to say about that. And, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura finally gets his WWE Championship match against Junior Mahal as he beats Randy Orton to become the number one contender. And, of course, it will take place in the most dangerous and barbaric match that is going to happen, Hell in the Cell. And John says, honestly, if Mahal was, was to interfere and hit Orton and Nakamura with the WWE title, match would have been a triple threat. But the right man won with Nakamura winning. Nakamura and Mahal, they, they can say they've never stepped inside Hell in a Cell, but all the people that have stepped inside Hell in a Cell, they can tell Nakamura and Mahal it's a dangerous environment because we we all know what happens at Hell in a Cell, and it's not good. But the Nakamura and Mahal are in that cell. They're both going to be haunted by the sounds of the steel door. Let's see if John has anything else he wishes to add. And Vincent Members return to SmackDown in Las Vegas next week. Has it been four years since the boss has made his return to SmackDown? I believe that. Yeah, that's right. And and Curtis guess who he will will he confront Kevin Owens? But he but John hopes it doesn't turn out to be a disaster. Kevin pop up power bombs events. Ooh. Kevin Owens versus Shane Man is a possible match for Hell in a Cell, and John would think that that would happen inside of the of the of the Hell in a Cell as well. Hmm. It's a possibility it could happen. So Shane is a risk taker. He's been in a lot of these matches. John saw at WrestleMania 32. He went limb from limb fighting to gain control of the WWE against the Undertaker. And he was sacrificing his body to jump through that cell through the table.
But if it does happen, will he sacrifice again against Kevin Owens? Well, John, I'm sure that probably probably will have to wait and see what happens. John says we have to wait and see. But if this Kevin Owens attacking minute man thing happens, John says he's already he's already said said this. So that's a very good point, John. Very good point indeed. John says you might have to pencil him in on a Triple H versus Kevin Owens match at WrestleMania 34 with Triple H being in the face. And John, that's all he's got for his review of SmackDown. All right, I think we've got the little the appetizer out of the way. I think it's about time for the main course. <laughs> and that main course here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, will come provided by uh, the special of the day, we'll say, <laughs> the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGiromo. And ladies and gentlemen, even though we call him the Iceman, he's actually going to heat things up here in just a second. So let's go ahead and, and let's all get out of his way because he's going to burn up, burn up the track here in just a couple of minutes. So, J.D., Let's hear it. What was your take on SmackDown last night? All right. Last night's SmackDown, of course, as you know, was from Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Denny Sanford Premier Center. Nice name for a building, i got to say. Anyway, for the first match of the night, however, we had Natty taking on the Jersey Hosky herself, Carmel. And once again, who shows up, however, with Carmel but the ultimate nerd, the guy with no chin, the guy who has no balls, apparently, and that is James the Nerd Ellsworth. What happens? Oh, yeah. Ellsworth decides to uh, basically try to cost Carmella the match, however, when basically he slipped the briefcase in the ring to the referee, however, and Carmella was yelling at him before she called it off. Afterwards, Carmella then grabbed the microphone dressed down Ellsworth as subhuman and asked him if she really thought she needed a genetic defect like him. She also said that his mother should have given away at birth, and he had stuck whatever it is he calls a chin in his face for the last time. She told him that they were through, and it looked like things were going to be, well, let's just say, split up between the Jersey Husky and finally the nerd, Mr. Ellsworth. But that wasn't the case. Uh, as far as AJ and Kevin Owens, or not AJ and Kevin Owens, as far as Kevin Owens and Shane go, I mentioned this to Gerard earlier tonight, however, and I'll mention it again tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow afternoon on debate, however. I understand KO is a heel, okay? I get that part. But when you insult, unless he had permission to do this, unless you insult, again, I'm going to say it one more time, unless you have permission to do it, so be it. But if you didn't have permission to do it, to insult a man's family like that and his kids was way, way, way out of bounds, if you ask me. I think KO, however, once again, is a whiny, and if Gerard was here, I don't mean to be rude, and I would say it, however, it's been nothing more than a whiny, sniveling, crybaby little bitch who hasn't got his way ever since he lost at the Universal title. However. Granted, however, he's had a pretty good feud with AJ Styles so far, and that's been a fun feud to watch. But at the same time, however, he continues to whine and bitch and piss and moan that everything should be given to him on a silver platter, and he should be given all the glory. Well, KO, how you've had a nice run. I will say that you've had a good run so far. But when you insult the McMahon family, and especially Shane, his father, and Shane's family, and Vince's family, you're going over the line. And I think next week in Las Vegas, you're going to be taught, hopefully, a lesson by the chairman of the board, Mr. McMahon, who will be showing his mug in Sin City and is not here to play games. 
He's going to confront you just like Daniel Bryan did, however, and hopefully, however, some action will be taken against you. If not, however, KO is probably going to start running roughshod all over the McMahons, sort of like um, what uh, Seth Rollins did back in the day when he was Triple H's lackey. Does this lead to a match maybe between uh, KO and Shane possibly at Hell in a Cell? It looks like it. It very well could be happening in Detroit, however. But we'll have to wait and see. But like I said, I think Kale was a little bit out of line with some of the remarks he made last night. Again, unless he was given permission to do so and say what he was supposed to say, fine. But if he wasn't, however, I think, once again, WWE was blind to the fact, however, that Kale continues to cut pipe bombs wherever he goes. However, like I said, he's a heel. And if Jarvis here right now, I'd say the same thing. I agree with him. He is a heel. He's one of the best heels out there right now. But when you insult a man's family and his kids, however, sometimes you take it a little too far. And he kind of took it a little too far last night, if you ask me. Speaking of too far, however, what in the blue hell is happening to my man, Sami Zayn? They are absolutely pissing all over him to no end against the guy who can't even sing, let alone Russell all that great in the form of Aiden English. What happens? Oh yeah, Sammy jobs out in two minutes, however, last night to Aiden English. I have to ask you all this question. What is up with that? Seriously, what is up with that? They are absolutely burying Sammy more and more and more ever since he came over from Raw. I mean, they have not done anything with him at all. They keep wasting him in these little rinky-dink feuds, however, with guys like English, like, uh, no pun intended, the Miracle Mike, Miracle Mike the Miracle Bennett, with Maria, who I last heard, however, and I don't know if Gerard and Michelle, any one of you guys heard this or not, apparently he is in drug rehab now, believe it or not. Apparently that's why he has not been on TV as of late. And speaking of TV, where is my man, the ultimate man, Mr. Glorious, last night? Why the hell was he not on last night? What the hell is up with that? I ask you. Speaking of which, however, that leads us to our next match. Ty Dillinger taking on Baron Corbin, however, and of course, once again, however, apparently the Perfect Ten tried to score a win, but couldn't. Baron Corbin, after a few weeks of being buried, however, seems to be, at least for this week, back on the right end of the winning end of the stick, however, supposedly. But now it looks like next week, however, we're going to see a pretty good match in Las Vegas between AJ and Ty Dillinger. I think that'll be very interesting. Uh... So that'll be really fun to watch. However, I'm sure that'll be one of the better matches of the night. And then, of course, after we saw what happened, however, before the main event, and then once again, we had to have everyone's favorite nerd beg forgiveness from Carmelo Tone from now on. They do things her way. And then she then planned a kiss home for slapping. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do with this whole Ellsworth Carmelo thing. It makes me want to gag. It makes me want to puke more and more, however, by the week, however. So, go figure. As far as the main event goes, however, Randy and Shinsuke was really good, however. Uh, so, I was a little surprised to see Randy uh, let Nakamura beat him. This is the second time uh, in less than well, even two months, less than a month that Nakamura gets a big win against a big-name superstar. First, it was John Cena, and then, of course, it was Randy Orton last night. So, next week, apparently, we got, besides Vince's... Uh, Return, however, to WWE Raw, however, or not Raw, SmackDown in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. We got a good U.S. title matchup between uh, freaking uh, Ty Dillinger and uh, AJ Styles, which should be very good. I hope they give him a good amount of time. Eight, nine, ten minutes would be pretty good. 
and I hope it doesn't end in a clunky finish, and hopefully they give it as the hopefully put that as the main event. Then of course next week you got a rematch for the woman's title again, possibly however between the nerd and her her somewhat boo, the Jersey whore Carmella taking on Natty, and of course we got Vince McMahon making his return, plus the big street fight between the Usos and uh, the New Day, which should be pretty good. Uh, one thing I will say about Nakamura, however, I hope, however, I mean, it was nice to see him win last night, but I hope this time at Hell in a Cell, coming up in three and a half weeks, however, in Detroit, they give him the belt. I think it's his time to win. We saw what happened, however, obviously, however, and have seen what has happened since Mr. Steroids, gender I have no penis Mahal, apparently, mind you, continues to uh, get lucky by having his old boyfriends, the Singh brothers, save him time and time again, however, ever since he won the title, however, at Backlash. Well, this time, gender, however, you're in for a rude awakening, my friend. I will say it flat out here and now. You are in for a rude awakening. You've been... I mean, I'm not one of your biggest fans, as you can tell, however, and you can tell by the tone of my voice, but you've had a good run as champion, even though there have been very questionable things of your reign as champion. You've had it for about three months. I think it's time now, WWE, switch over and give Nakamura at least a decent run with it. If not, however, they're just going to continue to piss me off more and more by having the steroid boy and his boyfriends, however, basically, however continue to disgrace that title in every sense of the word. So, right now, I'm going to say right now, Mr. Mahal, you better watch your back, because there, there is a Kinshasa awaiting you in Detroit Rock City. And when it happens, however, at Hell in a Cell, if it does happen in Hell in a Cell, and I think it will, you better hope to God, however, you don't have your boyfriends, the Singh Brothers, save you. Because if you do, they will suffer the same fate this time. Because this time, I think Nakamura will be ready. This time, Nakamura will be more than ready kick ass. He did give it an okay, somewhat fair effort at SummerSlam, but I think this time, at come hell in a cell, he might raise his game up a whole new level. And if he does, however, Jinder Mahal, your reign is over, my friend. Your title championship will go up in smoke. So you better be on your guard. That's all I want to say about that. Wow, indeed. Liz, uh, on fire here again, dear ladies and gentlemen. Um, J.D., of course, I said two nights in a row, first talking about Raw, and now, of course, bringing up SmackDown. <sighs> Unbelievable here, folks. Like I said, G- uh, A.D., of course, one of our premier premier folks here in the radio network, uh, and his opinion tells it like it is. Here. Oh, one more thing, real quick, and this is off SmackDown, though. I want to talk about this one last thing. Uh, no one's brought this up. John didn't bring it up. No one's brought it up yet. The 205 Live show. We've talked about, yeah, the one thing I will say about 205 Live, and they have talked about this numerous, numerous, numerous times, and I've done talking about this, however, again, I'm going to say it one more time, and I'm say, and I will flat out say it. I think right now, 205 Live is finished. I think it is going to be buried six feet into the ground within another month or two, if not before the year's out. I mean, why are they having an idiot, an idiot, mind you, who at one time I was kind of a fan of, however, in the form of Enzo Amore, go after the Cruiserweight title against Neville at No Mercy. I mean, I'm sorry. Neville, 
is a true, I mean, Neville is a great wrestler. I will say that flat out here and now. I have been Neville's biggest supporter. I love him. I've loved his heel run. He's done very great with the heel run. He's been doing great with the belt. But now you're going to have a little pip squeak like freaking Enzo Amore going after the Cruiserweight title. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I think it's stupid. I think it's moronic. And I just think, however, that I have a funny feeling that they're going to probably put this on the pre-show. Even though they haven't said it yet, I do think they're going to put this on the pre-show, however, possibly in a couple weeks at No Mercy. I just have that feeling. If they do, it won't last very long. It'll last less than five minutes, maybe six minutes at best. I mean, right now, I think it's time for Enzo to either look at one of two options. I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Either go back to NXT, change your gimmick completely around 180 degrees, and come back as a better person, or just basically WWE give him his pink slip. Seriously. He's continued to just absolutely disgrace the cruiserweights as we know it. And he continues to just absolutely bury himself deeper and deeper with the office. Plain and simple. Very good point there indeed, J.D. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. What happens with that? Like I said, as we've been talking about, of course, uh, Enzo Mori now part of the 205 Live thing. Uh, I, like you said, is it in jeopardy? I mean, some say yes, some say maybe, some say no. But like I said, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it progresses here. Um, uh, hopefully, they'll come up with a solution here fast. In fact, it is, you know, pretty soon on the, as the, on the proverbial chopping block, as they say. We'll have to watch that very, very carefully. JD and John, thank you very much, there, gentlemen for providing us with your thoughts and opinions on what happened on SmackDown Live last night. Episode 383, WWS Revolution, Wednesday, September 6, 2017, 1724 444 7444 call ID 138055 pound. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, here along with the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, uh, J.D., 2015-17 Hall of Famer, and John, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, of course, both of both on the broadcast team for WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, of course, my speaker Anne Marie Rickenbach is uh, going us back and forth on the live video feed. Courtesy, uh, of course, on WWS Interview Corner tonight, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Wrestling Talk. Uh, coming up here tomorrow here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll be going back to uh, starting at 7 p.m. Of course, we'll start with Top Heel Inc. Uh, coming up here with the NWO Madness Kingdom as they will, of course, uh, uh, as they will heal up some big-time wrestling discussion here about everything going on. Of course, Raw, SmackDown, and everything else here going on here this week. 140-562-pound uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. Then, of course, I'll be back on with, uh, w- with NWO Wolfpack, excuse me, from 9 to 11 p.m., 138 pound. Our uh, live video feed from that will be from the WCWS NXTNG video vault. Uh, as we, of course, <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, talk about the latest wrestling news and views once again, our history and birthdays, and, of course, uh, different wrestling extras here coming your way here as well. Uh, we're joining us here for that. And, of course, Friday, of course, we'll be back on with the Friday edition of Revolution. And then, of course, at 4 p.m., we'll have, of course, our latest episode of WWS Power Hour as we, of course, will talk about all the shows that took place here this week here in the radio network. 
and uh, of course give you our recent history for this coming Saturday, as well as of course the number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com. So ladies and gentlemen, from from tomorrow on through Saturday, that is our schedule here. Uh, be sure to listen to all of our shows here coming up here the remainder of the week here in the, in the WWS Radio Network. Uh, let me see here. Uh, um, I was hoping, like I said, hopefully we would have some more folks pop on here tonight. Uh, but um, maybe to give a little bit of a preview here, um, I do have, like I said, which I do believe is the last round of superstars that were included in uh, the WWE 2K18 game. I do have that list up and ready to go. Um, if, if JD and John would like, we can go ahead and uh, do uh, do do do. Of course, a big time run. Also, the superstars that I read on the 411 Mania news page earlier just a little while ago that were not included in the game. I also actually noted those as well. So I figured we might do a few little, maybe a few a, a few fantasy matchups here with the remaining talent from the game, plus the ones that did not make it to the game as well. So, if, uh, JD and John, if you're uh, if you were up for it. That sounds good. And I can okay. tell you something pretty funny. You're going to laugh at this, though. Apparently, recently, however, in his Dinner, Dinner with the King uh, podcast, however, it's funny how recently, however, mind you, it was reported, however, apparently, however, some fan, however, mind you, however, texted. Well, apparently, Vince, uh, apparently, uh, it says he got a guy's well, apparently he got a tattoo of Vince McMahon, but you'll never guess where. I might have an idea. I think I saw, saw this story. I didn't report it. But I think I saw this. Yeah. Right go on, ahead. The fan got a tattoo of Vince McMahon right on his derriere, let's just say. <laughs> I mean, that is great. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, the, well, according is, to Jeremy Tony says, Jerry Lawler revealed that a fan once showed him a Vince McMahon t- tattoo in an off place. However, Lawler said on his Dinner with the King podcast that the fan showed him the Vince tattoo on his butt. And they texted the photo to McMahon. However, you can see the picture here. The fan says, I have Vince McMahon tattooed on my ass. Lawler said, I go, well, show me. This guy's in line in front of a bunch of people, and he drops his pants, and right there on the guy's left cheek of his butt is a big tattoo of Vince McMahon. So I texted the picture to Vince, and the response I got from Vince was, OMG. <laughs> that, that is great. That is great. I mean, I'm sorry. That That's 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 class there. Well, that's what you well, – that right there is a mark indicated this fan is a charter member of the Vince McMahon Kiss My Double S Club. Yeah, apparently. There you go. So, oh boy. So, of course, I'm sure you probably remember here too. Uh, uh, one other, one other tattoo moment that really kind of surprised me. I'm sure both you and John do remember this, JD. After the tag match at Backlash 05 between Bari and um, Hassan, and also Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan, um, I'm sure you remember that they got a fan out of the audience. And uh, and and they pulled him out. They pulled him out from the crowd, brought him into the ring. Hulk Hogan actually did the shirt rip thing on the guy. The guy looked like he was about no. The the stomach was kind of a blubber sort of thing. But what it was was that on the on his back was a big, and I mean covered his whole back, a tattoo of Hogan. 
I did see that. I remember hearing the story about that. Yeah. And I think I think like I said, Hogan uh uh um hold on one second, let me uh let me let me uh Um, yeah, I think that Hogan and Sean were at a Raw somewhere not too long not too long after that. I think that same year, and they found the same guy and they brought him back into the ring and he showed it off again. I think so. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, I mean, I mean that's there you go. So, but uh, that's uh. That's what you call a true fan right there, I mean. Yes. I mean, even Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, like they were doing the commentary at Backlash, they were just ecstatic. I think King was, and JR was like, and JR was like, Lord, he's like, oh my God. I mean, this is a true hardcore fan, but King was marking out like a little girl. It was in New Hampshire. Manchester. Manchester, after that, the Backlash, you know, that's where it took place that year. Yeah. Yeah. But they went back there for for a while later on, and they and the guy came back out. Yep. It was the same guy because the guy looked like he hadn't lost any weight. Uh-huh. But they did the same thing. Hogan did the same thing with him, and they showed up the tattoos. It was the same tattoo and all that. It was Hogan doing the thing with the arms. That's right. And I thought that was cool. I mean, that was awesome. All right, there, JD, and both you and John are cool about it. Cool on it. So let's go ahead and get this a world right here. All right, as we love, this is the second list I have here of the matches, the fantasy matchups for WWE 2K18. Uh, first off here, of course, as I mentioned before, these two gentlemen were on the final roster reveal on, before that, that's online. You can, of course, they're on, the videos are on YouTube if you want to go back and look at them. Because they had Goldust on one, Samoa Joe on another, Kevin Owens on another, and Rizongo on another. So definitely check them all out. It's like four videos. It's very good. Very good indeed. All right, here we go. The net, the first matchup I have, and speaking of Brizongo, unfortunately here in this case, J.D., I have to split them apart. Um, and so it's a one-on-one thing. Tyler Breeze versus Fandango. Well, apparently you got to go with the gorgeous one, Prince Pretty. Okay. John, your thoughts, Tyler Breeze versus Fandango. John is going with also with Tyler Breeze, okay? And they got some very inter- other interesting... You'll, you'll love a lot of these others here, too, that I got. So. All right, here we go with another. Typhoon versus Tatsumi Fujinami. Oof. Well, the Young Dragon, unfortunately, will not have enough firepower to win here, I feel. Sorry, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a long, long, painful night for Mr. Fujinami. Typhoon. Yeah, I would rather have seen them, them bring out the tug, tugboat instead of the Typhoon. Yeah. They, they could have done both. Yeah. And I hate they didn't put all those other guys in there. That would have been great. John, your thoughts here? Typhoon versus... John says he doesn't doubt that at all. He's talking to you, J.D. He wouldn't doubt that, J.D. Fujinami might, but Fujinami might get an upset over Typhoon. He could, but at the same time, I think he is in a little bit over his head in this one, John. I hate to tell you. Okay, all right. Next up here, this all be a kind of an interesting match up here. Booker T versus Psycho Sid. <laughs> I think they met a couple times in WCW in the waning years, I remember. 
Uh, Sid is the ruler, the master of the world. I mean, 6'8", 315. Booker, I hate to say it, the book will be closed on this night for you because I think you'll be uh, healing up after it's all said and done. So good luck because you're going to be in big, big trouble. He looked pretty good when they were doing the lead-up to Raw 1000 a few years ago. He looked pretty good. He did. He did. And he still does. But like I said, I just... I mean, he's had a good career, and I mean, like I said, I just think it's. And talk about Sid, though. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet either, and it's a shame because I think WWE. I don't know if they still have some personal issues with him or what, but uh, he should go into the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, apparently my problem resolved some, and they were able. They invited him to come back on there five years ago, and he did. So I mean, yep. Uh, John says here, I don't think the Spinner Rooney cannot put down the master and the ruler of the world. So. So there you go. So far, two, two, two agree, two agreement uh, right here on, uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> on our fantasy matchups here so far. Now we go to a a ladies matchup here, guys. Trish Stratus versus Alicia Fox. Huh? Must you ask? Trish Stratus <laughs> easily. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, and John, your take here: Trish versus Alicia Fox. John says Trish gets the victory here. Okay. Next up here, now this one might be pretty easy too, but let's give it a shot. Christian versus Aiden English. Ah, Captain Charisma all night long, however. The Peep Nation will be celebrating now because we don't need to put up with Aiden English's singing. (laughs) I love Christian's, uh, the last name he had. Uh, I love that version of that. That's a good song. Well, it's funny, IWNerd.com just said that Christian actually could be up for the Hall of Fame this year. Well, if Edge is in, why not? Edge can put him in. Why? Edge could be the one that puts him in, I feel. I mean, pretty much all the family, technically, if you think about it, would be in there. I mean, Edge would be in there first, and then, of course, Beth Phoenix was, I yep. think, this year. Yeah. And now, uh, if you put Christian in, that would be... Right, and of course, it'd be perfect if Edge did it. It'd be, that'd be, I, th- I think so. You, you know what would be more fitting? Bring out the kazoos. Of course. Yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a kazoo party on Bourbon Street. I mean, it makes sense. They're gonna be on, um, they're gonna be down there. Have fun. Live it up in New Orleans, however, with Edge and Christian. Hell, do a skit even that would even make TV on Raw or freaking that. The Hall of Fame, however, mind you, they could I mean this year. However, they, instead of putting it on the network, just air it on free TV. However, mind you, before WrestleMania, however, and not wait till after WrestleMania, like the Raw, the night after WrestleMania, like after Raw is over. However, just air it live on Friday. Night. See Edge and Christian on Bourbon Street. However, tear it up. Well, there you go. That sounds great. That that would right there, one hundred percent perfect. And John says Christian will will switch English's song. <laughs> I like that. And again here, guys, sadly, I have to break up another tag team. But it's uh, it's one of, it's one of the three ways we'll, we'll, we'll just say that there, and I'll explain in a minute. I hate to do this and all that, but apparently they got in a fight over their favorite cereal. You yeah, probably know what the cereal is. Booty-O's. Uh, yes. So, sadly... They had to book a match. We had to book a match between Big E and Kofi Kingston. Ah, 
I'm going to go with uh, Kofi. I really am. I think I think Kofi's going to win this one. However, I really do. I think Kofi's going to have enough uh, firepower to do some damage. Hey, John. John's also going with Kofi. Okay. Well, their part, their their partner in the new day, Xavier Woods, actually got a match of his own. Oh, I know who it's against. It's against Paige. No. <laughs> In Alberto Del Rio, shared a film with all of Brad Maddox. Take your pick. Whoa. Okay. Now that would be wicked. Okay. <laughs> That's very funny. Now, anyway, Xavier Woods was put into it into because he didn't want to see Big E and Kofi fight. So apparently, they put him into a match against Titus O'Neil. Uh, I think the Titus brand can welcome in uh, Xavier. Oh, okay. So you're you're going with? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, like I said, Titus. I'm going to go with Titus. Okay. John, your thoughts here: Xavier Woods versus Titus O'Neil. Ow. John is going, believe it or not, with Xavier. Hmm. Okay. All right. Up, up, well, down, down. You can choose anything you want, John. Yeah, that, that, that's like what she did. Well, that's, that, that's like what he did to Paige. Up, up, down. Yeah, down. right. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to stop doing that joke. I, I, I don't think we can. Not tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, who went up, up, and who went down now? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, well, oh, uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, 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 good. Well, people, we'll keep that thought to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next up here, uh, this is somebody you just mentioned here a little while ago, J.D. Uh, uh, apparently, he's going to be going after the Cruiserweight belt here soon, but let's see how he fares against another Cruiserweight. Enzo Amore taking on the Brian Kendrick. Kendrick, I feel, is just too good. I mean, Kendrick is just really good. And I think the thing is, they haven't done much with him for a while, which is a shame. I mean, they did try to do something with him last night, however, obviously. But he hasn't done much for a while, which is unfortunate. So I'm going to take Kendrick. And John also agrees with you here, too, that the Brian Kendrick gets the win. All right, next up here. Yeah, Enzo, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendrick will be doing that right towards Enzo. So he will have It'll it. be uh, slice bread number two on him. Ooh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Next up here, Shane McMahon uh, needs to laugh some frustration, so he actually uses his guinea pig, Curtis Axel. Ooh, the Axeman versus young Shano. Hmm. I think, uh, I hate to say, Shano might not be perfect. No pun intended here. I hate to say, Shane, I think the Axeman, however, with his oily, greasy hair, however, as I call him that, however... I think he needs to break away from the Miz in this one, and I think he will have to be like his dad in this case, and that is perfect. So you are going with? Perfect. Axel. Going with Axel. And John John is going on going along with the SmackDown commissioner. He's going to say Shane. Keep saying, John. Okay. We have another ladies match here. And we still keep the McMahon theme rolling now. I think, J.D., you might have an idea as to who I'm referring to. Uh, it's going to be pretty darn interesting to see how this 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 bears up here. As the daughter of of, a, of one legend meets up against the daughter of another, as Stephanie McMahon goes up against Charlotte Flair. Hmm. 
<laughs> well, at one point we thought we were going to see a match like this, you know, and that was the plan at one time. Uh, you know what, though? There's only one queen, and her name ain't Stephanie McMahon. It is Charlotte. Woo! Flair. Of course, we can all say that with Flair. Uh, John, your take, Stephanie McMahon versus Charlotte. And speaking of uh, Charlotte, I don't know if you heard or not. Apparently, I guess there was some talk about this recently. I guess superstar Billy Graham was not very happy about Flair's little shenanigans, shall we say, about that whole T-shirt thing that he wore. Like uh, the new T-shirt he's wearing? Yeah, he, he said to be not very happy about it. Oh, huh. we haven't heard a whole lot from the uh, Hall, from the Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham in a while. Hmm. But we'll have to keep our eyes open on that. See what else the superstar has to say about that. Uh, next up here, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, um and while and I think Am is going to bring something to the table here to uh, the me- messenger here in just a minute, but I'm waiting to see what she says. John, by the way, agreed with what you said, uh, JT. He's also going along with Charlotte. Uh, next up here, this all would be very, very interesting indeed. So we'll, we'll, yeah. So we'll let you and John be the judges of this. Uh, we saw how Curtis Axel here, of course, uh, was in action here a little bit. His Miz Taraj partner, Bo Dallas, is going to have some pretty good competition as he faces, and you'll be surprised to hear this, Cassius Ono. Bo, go away, Bo. Go away, Bo. Go away, Bo. Go away, Bo. That's all I can tell you. Please go away, Bo. Cassius Ono continues to get crapped all over, he won't get crapped over here. Guess what, Bo? It's time for you to go away. There you go. And John, uh, and John is saying Cassius Ono will make Bo go away. Yes, he will. That's it. And and Ann just sent me a uh, sent me a little something. Something we've actually been talking about here at some point here. Um, and I'm trying to get an update on this. And while we're doing that, I'll read another match here. This all be pretty interesting here, guys. Darren Young versus Rich Swan. This would be good because, I mean, both of them, however, are right now not doing much, however. But you know what, however, it's going to be the dancing man, Rich Swan. And I will say one other thing. And your team got lucky tonight. Your boys pulled it out barely by the skin of their teeth. It was a good matchup all around. But the Cubs won against my boys one nothing tonight. So, and you are now only down one game against me with one game to go, however. The Pirates still have two games up on you. You could either tie tomorrow, or the Pirates could take three out of four against your boys, but you guys got back on the winning edge tonight. And thank you very much. Speaking of which, Ann did just bring us this announcement that it is official. I don't know if we talk, you talked about it before, J.D., or I didn't mention anything about it, but we can confirm that now former NXT Women's Champion Asuka is leaving NXT for the main roster. Yes, she said her goodbye tonight, Howard, because they taped the show a few weeks ago. Uh, I think she's, she already got, think she did, this was from a few, I think a couple weeks ago, t- 
two weeks ago or something like that, and I think she could be back on the back in wrestling maybe sometime early mid October. Again, we still don't know when, but there is discussion she could be uh, up with Raw or SmackDown around that time. They don't know which brand yet, but that's the plan. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ann, and thank you, JD, for that update there. Next up here, oh, John, by the way, your thoughts here, Darren Young versus Rich Swan. Sorry about that. I'll be back in a second. Okay, JD. And John is going with Rich Swan in this in this matchup here. Before we present any more matches here, folks, uh, JD has stepped away for a moment. Just uh, as another reminder here, uh, like I said, tomorrow night, Top Heel Inc. and NWO Wolfpack here, of course, will be back on. As, of course, like I said, more wrestling discussion will continue on both sides of the spectrum. Top Heel Inc., of course, will be coming from our own NWO Madness Kingdom. King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, and the humans, and, of course, uh, the Black Widow herself, Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, of course, coming up from 7 to 8 Monday, uh, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, I should say, uh, call ID 140-562-POUND. And, of course, like I said, the NWO Wolfpack will be back on uh, tomorrow night with, of course, the live video feed coming from the Video Vault, more wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, and also more big-time uh, and more big-time wrestling discussion will be coming your way, uh, too, as well. So be sure to join us, like I said, uh, for a double dose here of uh, big-time wrestling talk, Top Heel Inc. and NWO Wolfpack here tomorrow night, starting at 7, right here on TalkShoe.com. 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. is uh, Wednesday, September 6, 2017. We are now at 10.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, of course, episode 383 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here, uh, also uh, along with two-thirds of the Raw Radio Broadcast team, the Iceman, J.D. Jerry DiGirolamo, a 2015-17 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, with, like we said, two-thirds of broadcasting that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And this Monday will be a very emotional, but a good show, too. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, because as you know, of course, of the date, of course, as we as we have been talking about here, uh, 16 years ago, of course, this coming Monday, um, we, um, of course, suffered uh, one of the most biggest tragedies in American history. And I'm sure, like I said, that... Uh, the Iceman here will definitely be, uh, will definitely be, like I said, taking, a, <clears throat> will be, of course, doing a special moment of silence yes. uh, on, um, on uh, like I said, uh, uh, of course, remembering all those that lost their lives on that very faithful day, of course. And several different, of course, activities will be going on through that day ne- next Monday. And, of course, we'll be definitely, like I said, having a moment of silence. Uh, we will definitely also do it on, uh, like I said, uh, even though I know this the day after, we will also do it on our shows, other shows here, like I said, uh, especially Revolution Tuesday, next Tuesday night as well. And, uh, like I said, to remember those that we lost on that uh, very faithful day, indeed. Uh, <clears throat> also here, of course, uh, 
answer that JD has made back on. So we yeah. will now go ahead and, and, and finish back up with with some more of our fancy matchups here. Uh, next up here, we've got. Let's see. Yes, Grand Metallic versus Noam Dar. Grand Metallic in the Scottish Supernova. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting matchup, however, to watch. But you know what? However, I got to go with however Grand Metallic. Noam Dar just. Like I said, how like I said, does not uh, do it for me. However. Okay. All right. John, your thoughts here. Uh, Grand. How do you pronounce that again? Metallic. A lot of people have been called pronounce it metallic. Metal. I call. I, I've done it too. Metallic, metallic. Okay, that's how they pronounce it on the game today. Yeah. So Grand metallic. Because what he's going for. John's also saying the same thing. Okay. Next up here. Jack Gallagher versus No Way Jose. Oh, the gentleman's gentleman versus No Way Jose. We've heard good things about No Way Jose, I've heard. Uh, but you know what? However, I think No Way Jose could be in for a little bit of a rough lesson. I don't know. I mean, I'm not it's just, I mean, it's taking me a while to warm up to, uh, what I was going to say, uh, the Mary Poppins of the WWE, however. But you know what? I'm going to stay with my thoughts here. I'm going to go with No Way Jose. Okay. Uh, John is going with the Englishman here, Jack Gallagher. Okay. Uh, next up here, we have to divide yet another tag team here, but of course this is, I'm sure they faced each other many times here in the past. Primo versus Epico. No one. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No one. Okay. All right, John, your take here. Of course, also uh, relatives of Hall of Famer Carlos Falone, of course, also of Carlito. Uh, uh, John says it's a draw, but he brings up once again Braun Strowman. He interferes and destroys them both, puts them both in a dumpster. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, this all be pretty good. I mean, I don't know if like, we'll get to see this man wrestle for real anymore or not. He's a terrific competitor, but. This, this this might be a very interesting match right here. Tyson Kidd versus Rhino. Guess what, Tyson? You're going to feel the gore! Gore! And oh, yeah, did I say it? Gore! <laughs> John, your take here. Uh, Rhino versus Tyson Kidd. And I will tell you one thing. Talk about the, the clones, however, real quick. Or the colons, whatever I'm going to call them, however. <laughs> I don't know what you're called. Uh, some of the best matches you want to watch are, uh, watch, uh, uh, Bloody, Bloody Match of the Caribbean Volume 1 or Abdul the Butcher. Some of those matches with, uh, Abby and Cologne are legendary. I mean, they are some of the most crazy matches you ever want to see in the Caribbean. I mean, I would like to see maybe one more time, maybe Carlito make one more run, but he almost came back here, I think, what was it, a year or so ago, but... He turned down. I mean, WWE actually made him an offer. Yeah, I heard that he too. He turned down because there wasn't enough money to him apparently. Um, oh, speaking of uh, Carlito, uh, you mentioned Wendy Richter earlier. I don't know if you remember this. I think they said this too. There was talk. I think at one time. I think Wendy Richter was married. I'm not sure. I, mean, I know she was married, but I think her husband was Hugo Sanovich, the old Spanish announcer. Uh, that it might be on the Wikipedia page. We'll I think it that. was. I think it was because I do remember, like I said. However, there, I mean, there was some. I remember hearing stuff about that. 
Yep, of course, of course. Today, happy 56th birthday to Wendy Richter. Yep, and of course she was competing. She was Where's Cindy Lauper? We need Cindy Lauper. No, she's actually doing, she's actually doing a commercial talking about or something about dermatitis or something. I, I did know. see that, but you know, but the, same, the only thing that's, the only thing that's missing for uh, Wendy's birthday, and it would be fitting if they did put it on. Obviously, if you have Captain Lou and Piper there. That was, Captain, Captain Lou, of course, became good friends with her after the whole uh, record incident in night 84. And Piper, we all know about the record-smashing incident as well. Yes. And, of course, I'm sure Captain Lou and Piper are are, are, are probably sending her birthday wishes up in heaven right now. Yes, definitely. No Indeed. doubt about it. I mean, I remember hearing a story about it. It's so funny. I mean... I mean, I'll try to find it. I just saw it too. Wendy Richter, when Heath Slater took on Wendy Richter, that was when they did it on Raw. If you remember that one time, that was leading up to Raw 1000. Yeah, uh, of course, Heath Slater was trying to sing, and uh, and 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 um, and Piper was uh, Piper was. Actually, he did a Piper's pit, and he brought out Wendy. He brought, went. No, Layla. No, 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 no. This was this. You talking about during the Raw 1000 thing? Uh, no, when Slater was doing the Legends thing for a while. Yeah, no, but this was during... Oh, okay, you're, right, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, I'm thinking of, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. Because remember what, no, what I was going to say was what happened was, was that Layla, who at the time was holding the Divas, Divas bill, and they were still calling them Divas, right. brought out Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter. That's right. And the thing about it is they were talking about it, all of a sudden, um, Heath Slater came out there because he was saying, you know, how they're, you know, so we don't shoot waste our time talking to you and all that stuff. Also, and all that. Also, here comes Piper, and Piper came to make amends for what happened in '85. Right. And then, and then, and then of course, uh, they said, and then, of course, he said there was a great man named yeah. Captain Lou Albano. And you saw Cindy Lauper there, a close up. She was actually crying about that because. Well, you know, here's, I, here's, a, here's a sound bite you might remember. I'm going to cue it up right now. I'm going to get it here in a second. Okay, here. That's not it. That's a commercial. Hold on a second. Come on. Wait. Oh, it's coming up right now. Here we go. That's still not it. Hold on. Moments away, the ladies' title up for grabs. Cindy Lauper, Wendy Richter, a big one for you. That's right, Mean Gene. Schmuller, Lanny Carr, you better watch out because these are powerful words because this is a powerful woman, and I'm a powerful manager now because I was taught by oh. Albano just how to manage. Wendy Richter, your thoughts? I didn't lose that belt to one person. I lost it because Moolah interfered in my match, and I'm dead set on getting it back where it belongs. All right, ladies, please. There you go. <laughs> Well, oh my lord! Got that sucker on tape, man. That was one of my favorite matches. Looking forward. That was other than the main event. That was one match I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, besides that, that was actually my third because I liked the one with Andre and Big John. Stud the two big men, four seventy five oh. against three sixty five, fifteen thousand. Oh yeah. The first WrestleMania was awesome. I mean, all the matches were great. Yes. I mean, history was made. I mean, first it was the first WrestleMania. Yes. And. Uh, of course, um, of course, of course, uh, nine seconds. Yes. 
uh, Bundy defeated S.D. Jones. I mean, Ricky Steamboat and the Maniac, Matt Bourne. Tito and uh, Playboy Buddy Rose, the Executioner. Uh, of course, uh, probably one not one of the better matches on the uh, card. Brutus Beefcake and David San Martino. Yes, and they, of course, Bruno got involved in that. And everybody was just going nuts when yes. I saw Bruno interfere. Well, talking about Hugh Slater real quick, Howard, what can we say was one of the top five? Well, that was one of the top five, but I still think one of the better moments, and this was earlier this year that was funny, was the bear. Oh, yeah. We got the bear. We got Wendy Richter, Lita, Sid, Vader. Uh, what else can you go on? And then, of course, uh, we had uh, um, Mother's Day with Wendy Richter, Cindy Lauper, and the Fabulous Moolah, which was on the weekend uh, that Saturday Night's main event made its debut. Yes, that's right. Because that I remember when Cindy was managed by Dave Wolf. I mean, Dave Wolf was a damn good promoter back then, if you remember. I remember, I recall that, indeed. Oh, yes, I do, indeed. Now, talking about all the guys Slater faced during the lead-up to the Raw 1000, I mean, I mean, yeah. think, 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 think about it here. Vader, uh, Psycho Sid. Doink. Uh, uh, doink. You know, that's the only one he won out of all of it was he beat Doink. But, <laughs> yeah. but then right afterwards, of course, what happened to DDP gave him a diamond cutter. That's right. Uh, which, I remember which, that. Which, yep, which, yep, which, yep, yep. <laughs> and and then, then he still didn't know how to do the bang. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Um of course, on SmackDown, he faced Road Warrior Animal, which a lot of animals still had it, my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rikishi. Yeah. But afterwards, you remember, the Usos came out there and danced with their dad. That's uh, did, right. Yes. Did, did, did two of the two cool things. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, crap. Uh, well, of course, their own, I think it was Raw 1000 itself. He challenged anybody to a no DQ, no count-out match. And then, of course, someone stepped up, and it was Lita. That's right. And Lita came out there, and, and of course, with uh, uh, he said he, she hired a little protection and brought out the APA. Yep. Uh, um, and uh, uh, then when he went, when Slater started to leave, all of a sudden, all these guys, like, like I said, everybody from Vader to uh, Piper to DDP to... Sid to uh, all of them coming out. All of a sudden, they all, I mean, Sid, remember Sid and Vader threw, he started her back in, and JBL did, 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 the, did the big clothesline there, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Lita jumped off the top rope there. Uh, he just salted her. Yeah, that, that was a great, that was a great, my favorite thing she, I remember, like I said, she still had the twist of fate down pat. And, of course, never heard that said in a long time ever since the Hardys. I mean, my goodness. Still had it big time, man. Still had it. Um, but there's some great moments there. And believe it or not, uh, what a good segue there, J.D. Uh, Slater is actually the part of our... Uh, now, I will go ahead and tell you there were th- only three more guys left that I did not mention here before that was on the official roster for the game. Right. So what I decided to do here is... Um, is decide to put these three guys in a triple threat match. Hmm. And I don't know if it's one you want to see or not, but we'll just hmm. everybody's putting as to uh oh by the way, John in the match between Tyson Kidd and Rhino, he said he would pick Tyson Kidd to win. It was a big upset over Rhino. Good luck there, John. There you go. 
Um, but like I said before, it's a, it's a triple threat match here, and y'all going to be shocked when I tell you what it is. Kurt Hawkins versus Heath Slater versus R-Truth. No one. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not even a triple threat. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, John. What's your take here? Kurt Hawkins versus Heath Slater versus R-Truth. John also says no one. This time Brock Lesnar interferes and beats them all down. Yes. Okay. There you go. Now, to be only fair, we're going to use the guys that were not used in the game. I think it's only fair that we that we do this. Okay. Uh, and y'all might like what I'm going to do here with some of this right here. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Let's see. See how we're going to do this. Oh, there was there was another one here. I do have another women's match here. Uh, that I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. I had it written down in another part of my paper here. Billy Kay versus Peyton Royce. Ah, uh, damn it! Why did you put me in this spot? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know what though? I'm going. I mean, I don't like Billy Kay, so I'm going to go with Peyton. Okay. He also likes to keep my, as I mentioned many, many times, you can't blame me for this because, like I said, no. that's the way they put they put, the, right. they put right. the, on these videos. And like I said, if y'all look at them and all that, y'all know what I'm talking about here. Yes. I mean, okay. All right, let me see how we're going to do this right here. Okay. Uh, okay, I see we've got two potential tag teams right here. We'll, so we'll, we'll, give this a, we'll give it a shot here, right here. Uh, this might be a no-brainer. John says Billy Kay is going to end up winning that match. By the way, another time here he goes against JD. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and a lot of these I'm going to end up putting on the 2K showcase. So I can't really see what other people want to say about these. All right, um, the first one I'm going to do here is the people that are not on 2K in the 2K18 game. Uh, the Hardy Boys. Versus the Singh brothers. The Hardy Boys with a dominating victory. The Singh brothers can go cry, cry, cry all they want. I like that indeed. John, your thoughts the Hardys versus the Singh, the Singh brothers. Oh, remind me to tell you something after the show. I'm going to laugh at this. Okay. All right. Okay. Not a problem. Uh, And John says Hardy Boys will win against the Singh Brothers. Uh, and then, actually, John says they will... Uh, and uh, they will delete times eight the Singh Brothers. Yes, I agree there. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um, now, you, you thought that, uh, of course, this man, uh, of course, hanging around with, like, who you call the host key here uh, was kind of odd. Wait until you see this mixed tag team match here, guys. Mixed tag, as I said. As we put Mike and Maria Canellis versus the unlikely combo of, and I know I'm probably going to get killed for this later, James Ellsworth and Lana. Oh! <laughs> oh! The nerd and uh, 
the Russian uh, night, the Russian uh, blonde nightmare. Hmm. Well, guess what? For the nerd in this Lana, it's only three simple words: power of love. Okay. John, your thoughts here? The can, and he's going with the canalysis. Okay. Good thing, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Next up here, uh, it's going to be some. These are some more interesting ones here. As we got Shelton Benjamin versus Aria Davari. This would be tough because Shelton has that wrestling background. However, and Davari's not been getting a little bit better here and there. But you know what? Benjamin's still tough. I'm going to go with Benjamin. Go with Shelton. About that last match here, John says after that match took place, Rusev would come in and beat the whole beat the hell out of James Ellsworth. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Uh, crush. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yeah, we're not talking about the drink either. Uh, uh, John's also going with Shelton Benjamin in that match. Uh, next up here, uh, ooh, an, an, an interesting cruiserweight tag. Um, no, we can do it. We can do it this way. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Lince Dorado. Both are good, however, but you got to go with Gulak. Okay, all right, John. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Lince Dorado. Which I'm, a lot of people keep saying Dorito. I don't know why. <laughs> they like the chippers. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was pronounced Dorado, and that's the way it looked to me. Um, but, yeah. And uh, John's going – I mean, J.D.'s going with Gulak, and John's also going with Gulak. Um, I, uh, and no, I didn't say Gulash. I said Gulak. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, next up here we have Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nice. Uh, good match again. Sorry. Good match again, but i got to go with Tony Nese here. Tony Nese. John Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nese. I know we're not talking about the sausage. <laughs> Probably y'all don't know what I'm talking about either. Nese's sausage. Y'all have heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, all right. John's also going with Tony Nese. Ooh, okay, next up here. This ought to be pretty darn interesting here. Uh... Adam Cole versus Aleister Black. Oh, too bad Gerard's not on because he would go nuts with this one. Uh, you know, both are very good. They really are. But you know what, however? I'm going to say draw because they're both talented in their own way. This is a real tough one to call because you got Adam Cole, who's very, very talented, as we all know. And then I think Gulak, I mean, it's just, what can we say about Gulak? I mean, we're not, not, not why am I stuck on Gulak again? Damn it. Black is very talented with the Tommy with, with the the finisher he has. I mean, it's very unique. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say draw with these two. This is tough. Yes, indeed. John's actually going with Adam Cole. Okay. Next one we're going to do is a tag team match here, as we will team up Andre Cien Almas. Is the best way I can pronounce it. Yeah, you got it. Andre Cien Almas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Teams up with Bobby Fish to take on the Street Profits. The Street Profits have been pretty good from what I hear, and they're not that bad of a team, but I think they're going to be a little over their head in this one. I think it's going to be uh, seeing Almas and his partner. Okay, Bobby Fish, okay. All right, uh, John, your take here, CN and Bobby Fish versus the Street Profits. And John is going along with what J- which you said, J.D., so he's going along with CN and Bobby Fish. Okay, uh, 
Ooh, okay. This all, ooh, this ought to be good. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Kyle O'Reilly. Good wrestlers. I think Kyle O'Reilly pulls off a mild upset here. Oh, okay. All right. Gonna make Drew McIntyre live gold with my broken dreams. I think that's his song. Does he <laughs> use that song or does he use something else? I think it, I think that's it. I think you're right with that one. Yeah, that sounds right. That's, that, that was a great thing he had during his big WWE run. Um, but uh, I like that thing. That was a cool thing. Um, John, your taker, Drew McIntyre versus Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing that. I hear that song every now and again on one of the sports stations here in Pittsburgh. They usually play that thing. John's going with Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see here. Um, is Heavy Machinery a tag team or is it a singles wrestler? They can be a tag team. There's sometimes a tag team, but they also wrestle singles stuff. But Heavy Machinery is not is not the name of a singles wrestler. It's the name of a tag team. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're individually, however, they're separate too. Two different guys, but it's a tag team. I wanted to make sure because I was going because if it was a singles match, I would have done it this way. But I'll do this as another tag team match here. Mm-hmm. I will pit Lars Sullivan and the Velveteen Dream versus Heavy Machinery. <laughs> the Velveteen Dream is just absolutely terrible. I mean, that is probably maybe the worst gimmick right now in all of wrestling. I feel it's one better, really terrible gimmicks in wrestling. I'm going to go with, uh, what was the team you said again? Heavy Machinery? Yeah. They'll bring the machine, they'll definitely bring pain along the way. Okay. And, uh, John, your take here, Laura Sullivan and the Velveteen Green versus Heavy Machinery. And let's see, I do believe the last one we'll do is a triple threat ladies match. And John saying the heavy machinery will pull the win off here as well. The last one here, guys, is, is, is like I said, a triple threat ladies match here. It will be Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville. I'm going to go Ruby Riot on this one. Okay. And John, your take here. Don is also going with Ruby Riot. Okay. Well, like I said, folks, there you have it there. Like I said, the uh, part of this, of course, was the remaining superstars that were involved with, of course, WWE 2K18 and also superstars, uh, according to, to a story in 411 Mania, that were not featured in, in the game but may be featured at some point uh, down the road. So we'll definitely have to... Uh, and uh, you may be seeing a lot of these matches here, folks, on, um, on like I said, the page. Of course, WWE 2K Showcase on here really, really soon. Uh, we've had some good responses here, of course, to the last few matches that we have done. And um, we've gotten a bunch of the older ones on there. We may go ahead and start adding a lot of the new ones here from 2K18 already on there. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep the page updated, and we'll let you know how that goes here with that. So, um, And speaking of the groups here, folks, I 
got to make this quick comment here. John's already left for the evening, so we thank John for coming on here tonight. But i got to mention with J.D. here as a witness here, I've got to actually give some kudos. Speaking of the groups, we have had some increases in membership and in all and in, 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 in some of our groups here, and I believe I believe about maybe four or five of them have seen uh, some increases here uh, in our on our um, here in recent memory over the last, like I said, several weeks. Even while we were out during the talk shoot crisis, as I've started calling it, uh, we've actually had some, an increase in, like I said, membership. Uh, for example. Um, NWO Wolfpack Radio page, the Raw Radio uh, Facebook page, the Network News page, Entertainment Cavalcade page, uh, uh, WCCWUS has also started seeing an increase. NWOUS has started seeing an increase. Uh, I think we had several maybe join like eight, the AWA US page. Even of course the the page for the for Revolution here has seen some some uh, some increases here. Uh, some of our older pages, I think, like Nitro Thunder just recently, and Dynasty and Universe has also started seeing some some memberships as well. So we are starting to see an increase in in a lot of people here that are willing to uh, give their thought, give their take in on everything that's going on here and on all of our pages. And we can't thank y'all enough here for for uh, popping on and also uh, commenting and your giving your thoughts and opinions and your likes and dislikes and all that on everything that's posted in all of our groups. Uh, we want, that's what we want to do is hear from you. And like I said, that's the best way. This is right here been, I'm sure the shows have has probably had a, has had a hand in it. We're not sure. But, you know, as they say here in WWE, I mean, like in, here in the radio, also in the radio network, anything can happen. So we thank everybody here for, of course, like I said, for, for you know, um, Give, giving us some, a lot of nods in, in, in all of our groups here. And like I said, please feel free to continue, like I said. Um, you know, if you're a member of a few of them here, you can, like I said, still join. There's, there's plenty of groups in the WWS stable of groups here on Facebook that you can uh, join up with anytime and look at everything we've got. Even, like I said, videos that we've done for our shows here, like Revolution and Wolfpack. Uh, also, of course, uh, um, Stuff we've done, like I said, posted like videos and polls and uh, posts about different things. Uh, uh, we would love to hear your comments and you know, be sure you like to share a few things here and there. Please feel free to share some things. I mean, we love we love to honestly get your take on what is what is all like I said uh, going on here and like I said, what we have put up there and all that. We want to get your comments and thoughts about it, and uh, we're just glad to have you. On as a part, of, like I said, of the WWUS uh, family here, like I said, on Facebook, and of course, that's just a, a good example of what the US stands for. Of course, as we always talk about here all the time, which of course stands for United Standing. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to add before we leave the air this evening? Nope. Uh, be sure to listen to Top Heel tomorrow night and Wolfpack uh, as we continue our return and our first full week back. Exactly, indeed. Like I said, we have we have been recovered nicely since the talk shoe crisis. And, uh, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to definitely have to go back and listen to the revolution a week ago here tonight, which was, of course, like I said, was, was the night that we finally returned. Um, and, of course, I did report the next day that we, in fact, like I said, the show did latch on. The talk show is back up and running here again. 
And, of course, we couldn't be much more happier than that. I mean, that is, like I said, that's we have dubbed it Phoenix Rising. You know, like I said, that episode right there will go down, like I said, as, you know, like I said, that's the day, like I said, the radio network was pretty much reborn, I guess if you could say in a way. Same old routine, but like I said, kind of with a different perspective since, of course, we were gone for only like a week and a half because of that crisis. But definitely go back and listen to that, plus all of our other uh, other episodes here, of course, uh, that we have done in the past. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on a lot of them. And, of course, your downloads will de- definitely do make a difference in how much you appreciate uh, us providing you with the best in wrestling talk here in the WWUS radio network. On that note here, folks, I do want to thank the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, the human suitcase machine, John Gross, and the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, for joining me here tonight for episode 383 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. As J.D. did say here tomorrow night, be sure to join us for a couple of those when we will have <clears throat> Top Heel Inc. 140562-pound and NWO Wolfpack 138521-pound, of course, part of our Double Dose Part 2 tomorrow evening right here on TalkShoe.com. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. We're two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Uh, J.D., thank you very much for joining me here this evening, as well as John and Ann. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and each other. And as always here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone and have a really terrific evening. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.